Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hey, Goal Achievers, it's Hal Elrod, and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about 2020 and how you can make this your best year ever. And I'm really hoping for me, it'll be the same, my best year ever, because 2019 was arguably my worst year ever. It was the most difficult year of my life by far, and I'll talk a little bit about that today. But where we're going to end up today, I just want you to know where we're going because it uh, might take me a little bit to to get there. I want to share some important context to set up today's episode. But what we're going to get to is is three really straightforward but really kind of unconventional uh, steps to creating not just your best year, but really your best life. I mean, really, and, and what this is about is living in alignment with your values. And I think most of us, uh, we struggle with that. We often live in alignment with other people's values, right? If you ever had trouble saying no to other people, if you ever, if you live your life where you go, well, I, I, I have to do this. I need to do this. I should do this. I'm supposed to do this. They're expecting me to do this, right? Those are all signs that you're living someone else's values. And I'm telling you from experience, because this year I did it worse than ever before, 2019, was by far the most difficult year of my life, and uh, really a, a year that I lived from a place of fear. In fact, for the first time ever, I would say uh, in 2019, I allowed my life to be driven by fear. My decisions, my choices, and even my thoughts that consumed me were all fear-based, and uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to move from uh, fear to love in 2020 and beyond. So if 2019 was the year of fear for me. 2020 is going to be the year of love where my choices will be not be guided by fear, but guided by love, guided by God, guided by divine intelligence, higher consciousness, whatever uh, term you want to use, but love being at the root of it. And I just came off the best year ever blueprint, and I'll share a couple lessons uh, before we dive in. Actually, all the lessons today were some of the most important that I shared at the live event that we just put on. And so I want to bring those to you today and, and expand on them for the sake of the podcast. So, but first I want to tell a little about 2019 for me. And I share this with you, A, as a form of therapy, <laughs> helps me to talk about it, but uh, but B, because um, I think that uh, probably most of, of us can relate to this in some way. So 2019 was the most difficult year of my life and especially the last few months. And if I had to tell you why that is, uh, what I would attribute that to, I think it, it began about a year ago, right before last year's Best Year Ever event, when I started coming down with anxiety for the first time in my life. And uh, anxi- like, well, anxiety, I didn't even know, I didn't call it that then because I didn't even, I had never experienced it. I didn't know what it was about. And it's gotten really bad these last few months to where I've gone, I've been at friends' houses, and I've just had to go hide in a bedroom and cry because I was overwhelmed with negative, dark feelings. And this might surprise you. You're like, what? Surprised me. You know, um, I've, I've always strived to be the most positive, optimistic, 
person that I possibly can be. Always see the silver lining. Always see the glasses half full. And this year, I felt like that ability was taken away from me. And it's what's often referred to in the medical community as chemo brain. I've been doing chemotherapy for three years now and the accumulative effects, I feel like in this last year, really started to take their toll. And uh, whenever I say chemo brain, I always kind of I go, God, that, that's the most untechnical diagnosis, you know, chemo brain. What's actually happening, right? It's, well, the poison that is the chemotherapy is eating away at your brain. And I'm not giving you a real scientific uh, diagnosis, but it's affecting the brain. And I, uh, this year, I've been deeply depressed. I've experienced extreme anxiety to where I've had to cancel days of, you know, interviews and calls and just, and just hide in bed under the covers. And you probably are hearing this for the first time. But it's been really, really difficult. And so I want to share that with you because I want to share with you the most valuable lesson that I learned from that. And here it is. Whatever you're struggling with, whether it's you're struggling in business, you're struggling mentally, emotionally, you're struggling financially, here's the lesson. Be vulnerable and ask for help. That's the first lesson I want to share today. Be vulnerable and ask for help because too many of us myself included, are suffering in silence, or at least I was. I was suffering in silence because I didn't want to burden people with my problems. You know, I didn't want to, people in my life, I love them. I don't want to burden them with my problems. And maybe that's one of the reasons that you might suffer in silence. Or maybe deep down, I had a fear of looking weak to people who viewed me as strong. Maybe it was my ego. I'm sure that was a part of it. Maybe for you, that's more the reason. Maybe it's not about burdening people with your issues as much as it is about you not wanting to look weak or, or you know, we try to portray this image that we've got it all together. And I've always tried to not do that and try to be vulnerable, but I think I didn't even realize what in the heck was going on uh, inside of me. And I, I, didn't, I didn't have a grasp of it, so I didn't know how to communicate it. I didn't understand it. And again, I didn't want to burden other people with my problems, and I did not want to be viewed as weak for people that I need to be strong in my life, my wife, my friends, my family, etc. But suffering in silence was almost my downfall. And thankfully, I decided to be vulnerable and to break my silence and ask for help. And I reached out to my good friend, John Vroman. You may have heard John was on the podcast with me last week on uh, how to achieve your family goals. But I I reached out to John. I I was supposed to play volleyball with him and uh, our our front row dads group uh, on a Saturday morning after I had kind of a nervous breakdown and uh, the night before. And I had texted my wife and the text message uh, essentially said, Sweetheart, I don't want to worry you. I'm not suicidal, but I feel like I want to die. I said, I can't handle life and I don't know what to do. And my wife came in and she said, she 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 sat with me and she said I was in bed for two hours tossing and turning. I couldn't sleep, just overwhelmed with stress and anxiety. And I said, she said, sweetheart, it's okay. I love you. You know, I think you just need a good night's sleep. You're probably just tired and, you know, you, I think you'll feel better in the morning. And I was optimistic and I thought, oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I'll feel better in the morning. And uh, I went to sleep uh, that night and I woke up with a wave of overwhelming anxiety. I did not feel better in the morning. I felt worse. And that morning, I was supposed to play volleyball with John Vroman and some friends, and I called John, and I said, buddy, I, I can't, actually, I think I texted him. I said, I, I don't think I'm going to make it out, man. And he said, what, what's going on? Why not? And I said, I can't explain it. I, I just don't want to be around anyone. Like, I, I can't face you. 
I can't, I don't want, and, and again, this doesn't, didn't even make sense to me at the time. And I still have trouble figuring out, you know, what, what's going on. And he called me and he said, Hey, it sounds like you need to be around friends. And I said, I, I, I don't know if I do or not, but I, I can't, I can't get myself to get out of this house. Like it's this debilitating anxiety. I've never experienced this before. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. And that was the question I kept asking is what the hell is wrong with me? When my wife and I were at our friend's house, for their son's third birthday party. It was all friends, no strangers, no reason to feel anxious. These are all people that I love, that love me, very safe environment over at our neighbor's house. And again, I just overwhelmed with these dark feelings. I had to get up and I had to leave the room and uh, and go bury my head in my hands. And then had the nervous kind of, I don't know if you call it a nervous breakdown or an Eastern philosophy, they call it the dark night of the soul. And I do believe, by the way, I will say this, uh, I do believe that everything serves a purpose if you seek that purpose. And so for me, I don't have a full grasp of it, but I do believe that all of this anxiety and depression and everything that's been going on this year and and living from a place of fear, I do believe that there is a purpose and there's a benefit to it. And uh, if nothing else, I know that a lot of people, hundreds of millions of people around the world are suffering from some form of, I guess what you could classify as mental health issue, right? Whether it's anxiety or depression or lack of self-confidence or stress, you know, whatever it is. And so I, I kind of have owned that, all right, well, I'm going through this right now in a really extreme way so that I can figure it out. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's almost like I have to relearn how to be happy. I've been the happiest person I've known my entire life. I was happy through my car accident, through cancer, like genuinely happy. And this year I lost that. I don't, I've lost it. I've got to relearn how to be happy. And so I do feel that as I learn and as I document it, you know, and it becomes the next book that I write probably, my hope is that I'll help a lot of people. Uh, My hope is that, uh, that I can help a lot of people. And hopefully today this is helpful for you. But that first that first tip is to be vulnerable and ask for help. So I asked my friend John for help. Uh, he put me in touch with our other friend, Tim, uh, my neighbor. And I went and spent a few hours whiteboarding with them, just going over, asking questions about what is going on in my life? What's causing me stress? Where's this anxiety coming from? You know, in addition to what chemotherapy is doing to my brain and the physiological aspects of my being, uh, what is it that, uh, what what's triggering it? What's making it worse, right? How can we, you know, if we can't change the physical stuff that's been done, uh, you know, can't just snap my fingers and all of a sudden change the damage that's been done to my my mind and my, my brain and my body, what can we do to minimize the triggers that trigger the anxiety and, and all of these things? And so this is going to really, well, I'll, I'll get there in a second. It's going to go into our the, the big lessons for today, which is how to live in alignment with your values, because that's what I realized is I was not living in alignment with my values. And uh, as my coach, Jeffrey Williams says, um, one of my coaches, I have multiple coaches, but Jeffrey says that every challenge that you face is a result of filling your schedule each day with things that are not in alignment with your values, right? So if you go to a job that you hate, if your value is you want freedom and you want joy in your life and you're going to a job that you hate, well, your day is filled with uh, misalignment of values, right? You're scheduling things in your day. If your day is scheduled with things that are in alignment with your values that you love to do, then you love your life. There's no stress. There's no anxiety, right? And so um, today we're going to talk a lot about cutting things out of your life versus adding things in. That's what I've learned is that to have my best year ever this year, you know, we were born living the miracle of life, right? If you think about it, you already have the one thing 
the arguably the only thing that you need to be the happiest, most joyful, grateful, excited, and loving person that you could ever hope to be. And what is that one thing? It is your life. That's it. Life is the ultimate gift, and you've already got it. We were born with everything we needed to be the happiest, most grateful, most fulfilled we could ever be. That is the life that we are living, not the life circumstances that we've created. Those are typically the the problem, right? We create this life based on other people's agendas and not wanting to disappoint other people. I mentioned living out of fear this past year. Maybe you can relate. I have you know a fear of disappointing others or letting them down, which I think at a deeper level is really a fear of other people not loving me, right? And that fear has caused me to set up my life for other people rather than myself, to live other people's values rather than my own, right? I have a fear of not having enough time, which causes me to always live in a sense of stress because there's not enough time. I have a fear of, I have a fear of dying, right? I went through this cancer and yeah, you know, that's a big fear. And I've never had a fear of dying, by the way, even when I had cancer, no fear of dying. And now that it's it's grown. Anyway, I don't need to go into all those fears, but what are your fears? Fear of disappointing others, fear of not being enough, fear of 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 losing your money, fear of losing people in your life? What are the fears that maybe have driven you in 2019 and maybe be longer than that, that it's time to let go of and trade in your fear for love, trade in your fear for love. So back to the first lesson here is to be vulnerable and ask for help. What you'll find is the wisdom that you need to solve your problems, it's all around you. Right, like my my, it was literally my you know my one of my best friends John Roman and and uh, our, my neighbor Tim that they had the the, the solution uh, or at least a a solution to a big component of what was causing me a lot of stress and anxiety, and so what immediately happened after that meeting is I shut down a lot of things and I'll I'll tell you more about the details of exactly what I shut down in a few minutes, but I shut down all the things that weren't in alignment with my values and I started to feel liberated. Now, it doesn't change what the chemo has done to my brain and is still doing to my brain. I've got about five more months of chemotherapy. It's killing me. Um, I'm grateful that it's saving my life, but it's also killing me figuratively and it's very challenging. Um, But here's the deal. When it comes to being vulnerable and asking for help, for most of us, being vulnerable isn't easy. Being vulnerable isn't easy. Maybe you relate to that. And here's why. There's some reasons why that is. One is because we're afraid of being judged. We're afraid of other people judging us as weak, as not enough, which at a deeper level is a fear of not being loved. And the irony is that, as it was so eloquently stated by Robin Sharma, when you're vulnerable, people fall in love with you. Think about it. When someone expresses their deepest fears, desires, when they're vulnerable with you, right? Don't you feel connected? You go, wow, that person, you know, if somebody's on a pedestal and in fact, maybe you're feeling it a little bit today as I'm sharing all of this with you, open kimono, right? And telling you how it's been the hardest year of my life. Maybe you felt even a more of a connection than you would if I would have come on and said, hey, life's amazing and I've got it all figured out and here's the answers, right? I don't have it all figured out. I'm trying to figure it out right now. I'm really trying to figure it out right now. So, The reality is that when it comes to other people, people that love you, they want to help you. They want you to be vulnerable. And that's what I learned. I was afraid to burden others with my problems. I was afraid of being judged, uh, judged as weak, judged as incompetent. And I still have all those fears. But despite the fears, 
I made the commitment that I will be vulnerable and I will ask for help. And I'm so, and I still am. I'm still asking for help. I'm still being vulnerable. I'm still saying, I don't have it all figured out. I thought I did for 20 years. I thought I had it all figured out. Maybe I did, but I don't have this figured out. In fact, one of my coaches pointed out that, uh, Hal, you, you've mastered dealing with adversity in your outer world, like car accident, no problem. You, you said you'd be the happiest person anyone had ever seen in a wheelchair and, and you meant it. Cancer, the day I was diagnosed with cancer, I said the best thing that ever happened to me, I'm going to learn, I'm going to grow, I'm going to become better than I've ever been before. And I very much meant it. However, because I've been so good at, at such a strong mind at dealing with all these adversities in my outer world, she pointed out, Hal, you've never experienced inner turmoil like most people do. How you might be a master in dealing with adversity in your outer world. She said, but you're a novice. You're a beginner. You're an amateur at dealing with adversity in your inner world because you've been so powerful at the outer world that you never had to deal with it inside. You never dealt with deep fear and anxiety and depression. And so that's why I do believe this is beneficial because as I'm going through this, I feel like I can develop a deeper sense of empathy to help you and, you know, and, and, and millions of other people, which up until this point, I had love for people, but I didn't have that empathy because I had never quite experienced the inner turmoil that so, you know, millions and millions and millions or hundreds of millions of people are experiencing on a daily basis. So I'm hoping that as we go through this year together, I'll be able to serve you at a higher level as a result. All right. I want to get into the key three lessons, the key three steps for today's podcast. And this is all about living in alignment with your values. Arguably one of, if not the most important things or, or, or areas of focus for you and I in order to live life the way it's meant to be lived, our life the way it's meant to be lived, a life that we wake up and we love our life, that we're not consumed with anxiety and depression, but we're consumed with joy and gratitude and excitement. Because when we wake up every day, our schedule is filled with things that are in alignment with our values that we've predetermined, fuel us, excite us, make us feel love and joy and happiness, right? Like all the things that we really want, we just want to feel good. Well, how do you do that? You've got to live in alignment with your values. So I'm going to give you three, three keys to this. And this is actually something that I've been working on with my coach, Jeffrey Williams. And, uh, Three things you can jot these down for taking notes. Know yourself is number one. This is step one. In fact, let me go step by step here. Step one is know yourself. What does know yourself mean? It means identify your highest values. Identify your highest values. You have to truly know yourself. What is the most meaningful? Like what? What is deeply meaningful to you? What matters most to you? And for me, I'll tell you my three highest values, and these might, you know, these might be yours, or they might be some of yours. My three highest values are health, family, and freedom. Health, family, and freedom. In that order, by the way. Now, it was hard for me to put anything above family because in my heart, family is number one. But in life, right, if you don't have your health, if you're sacrificing your health, to let's say spend time with your family or provide for your family, well, then you're not going to be there for your family. As I, you know, I almost learned that the hard way as I was a workaholic trying to provide for my family uh, a few years ago. And then I got this cancer, you know, and they say that if you don't slow down, if you don't 
figure out what matters most to you and live in alignment, life will force you to do that. Your body will force you to slow down. So for me, it's health, family, and freedom. And so this year, I look back at 2019 and I made choices around business. First thing was uh, signing a traditional publishing deal to write the miracle equation. I decided to do that. And I had learned all these lessons during my cancer journey about health, family, and freedom. And uh, when I signed that contract, I now had major deadlines that forced me to sacrifice my health, sacrifice my family, and sacrifice my freedom. And that was a downward beginning of a downward spiral. I also started to build a team. I thought, oh, if I build a team, that will give me freedom from, uh, you know, then I can have a team that helps run my business and I can focus on health and family and freedom. Now, that's true in the long run. But as I learned, building a team doesn't lower your stress initially. It adds a lot of stress because now you've got people that are res- you're responsible for that, you know, that need your approval on things, at least the way that I was doing it. And, and with my chemo brain, uh, and to explain, by the way, what that is, my brain just doesn't function quite like it used to. My creativity is is significantly limited. I can't think straight. Uh, my memory is the worst that it's ever been. My brain just doesn't work. It, it's it's not there on demand. It's it's blank a lot of the time. It's really challenging, and that perpetuates the anxiety because I feel incompetent. I feel incapable of of doing what I need to do, so on and so forth. And so trying to build a team when my brain wasn't functioning uh it was it was it was it was killing me i mean probably figuratively and literally it was very very difficult so you've got to start by identifying what are your highest values know yourself know yourself that's number 1 step 1 is to know yourself and actually i'm telling you this is an, you actually pull out a piece of paper right and write down what do i value most health family freedom wealth fun travel Right, write down all the things that you value and then get really clear on what are your top three for 2020. What are the top three? And, and, and what this is about is, and you, we'll get to here in, in step number two a little deeper, but this is about getting rid of everything in your life, not, not necessarily instantly, but as soon as possible, that is not in alignment with your highest values. Right, and maybe it takes you six months or a year to to start moving in that direction. Maybe it's a gradual process. Maybe you have a job that doesn't fulfill you, and you want to do something else. Well, I'm not saying quit your job today, right? But I am saying plan your exit strategy. If not now, when most people wake up thirty years from now and they go, "Why did I work a job that I hated? I spent my entire life doing something that did not fulfill me." You only get one life, folks. Right? We we only get one. We only get one. Life is too short and it is too precious to live out of alignment with your values. Step number two, love yourself. So step one is know yourself. Step two is love yourself. What does that mean? It means love yourself enough to shut down everything that isn't in alignment with your values. And I'll give you my specifics of what I did this year. One of the first things I decided to shut down because we were in the middle of selling tickets for Best Year Ever Blueprint 2019, the event that we had last weekend. And I thought, man, this is something that causes me a lot of stress right now. And every year it causes a lot of stress because I just, you know, marketing is not my strong suit. And I know I could hire that out and yada, yada, yada. But the bottom line is I just realized that I needed to take a year off. In 2020, I need to take a year to focus on my health, my family, and my freedom. And that means doing the minimum number of things I need to do that cause me the least amount of stress to provide freedom, financial freedom, or at least financial security for my family. 
And for me, that is speaking. That's the main thing that I love to do. It doesn't cause me stress. Doing interviews on other people's podcasts, that doesn't cause me stress because I'm just, I don't have to rely on my creativity. I can just be in the moment and share my story, share my truth. Same thing when I speak. And then also I would do, I'm writing another book called The Miracle Life to share all of this. But the difference is I will not sign with a publisher, uh, at least not until the book's completely done, because I, right now, I, knowing myself and honoring myself, where I'm at right now in my journey, this cancer journey that's still going on, I don't do well with deadlines right now. It causes me a lot of stress and anxiety. So I've got to be true to that, honor that, which has been hard because the old me, I thrive on stress and deadlines. For the last 20 years, I create deadlines so that I can you know, be, have to get something done at a certain time. Well, right now, with the status of my mental health and the challenges that I'm facing, I've realized that I've got to realize that at least as of now, I'm not the same person that I was, or at least I'm not in the same condition mentally and emotionally that I've been my entire life. Uh, and I've got to, I've got to, that's part of honoring my health. So anyway, but here's what I shut down. I called John Berghoff and I said, Hey John, I love you, buddy. Uh, this is hard for me to say, but I think we need to, this needs to be the last year that I do best year ever blueprint the live event until further notice. And he was supportive. He under he knows where I'm at. We talk all the time. He's one of my best friends in the whole world. This is John Berghoff. And uh, I thought though he was going to be really resistant to it and think, but how people love this event, we've got to do it. And he, you know, he was supportive. And uh, and we decided this would be our last best year ever blueprint. We also run a quantum leap mastermind. And I said the same thing. I said, John, I I don't I can't. I'm so stressed out trying to run this mastermind and uh, with you. And uh, and so we decided to. This would be the last year. 2019 was the last year of the mastermind. And we already had 20 people renewed for next year. And we told them, hey, so sorry, the mastermind's not going to happen. I had a team. I had brought on uh, a team of people that I was trying to you know, change the world and uh, with this team of people. And I, I had to let them all go. I had to let them all go. And that was really hard. It's really hard to disappoint people that I really love and that I care about and that we're working so hard on this mission to elevate the consciousness of humanity. And then I canceled my two uh, international speaking engagements next year because I decided I don't want to, A, traveling abroad is not necessarily good for my health, but more importantly, it was leaving my family to go to Russia for 10 days and to go to Greece for five days. And I thought, I don't want to leave my kids and my wife for 15 days next year. That's I never get that time back. And so I canceled my two highest paid ever speaking engagements. And that was hard. Like That was a big financial hit for the family. But as I'm on the other coming to the side of this, um, to to really honor this, and again, this came from my coach Jeffrey Williams. He said, "Hal, you got to know yourself, identify your highest values, and you got to love yourself enough to shut down everything." And those were bold, difficult moves. But I'm inviting you to do the same thing. I'm inviting you to get clear on your values and then to shut down everything as soon as possible. I said, "Don't quit your job tomorrow," but. Plan your exit strategy if that is not the thing for you, right? If you're in other, if you're doing things that aren't in alignment with your values, ask yourself, are you willing to spend your life doing things that aren't what you really want to be doing? Life's too short for that. And again, doesn't mean it's overnight. The third step is to be yourself. So step one, know yourself. Step two, love yourself. Step three, be yourself. And what does it mean to be yourself? It means once you're clear on your highest values, once you start to decide, commit to shut down everything that's out of alignment with your highest values, to be yourself is about creating a schedule and a lifestyle that you love to live. Create a schedule 
and a lifestyle that you love to live. And I'm in the midst with the doing this with all of you. I've got my values identified. I've started to shut down almost everything that uh, that's not in alignment with my values. And by the way, that was not an overnight process. That was a really difficult, painful process. But on the other side of that process is liberation, is liberation to live the life that you're meant to live. And the third is be yourself, create a schedule and a lifestyle that you love to live. I'm in the middle of that. I'm working. I'm still working on that. And I'm still dealing with the chemo brain. I'm dealing with the anxiety. I'm dealing with these things I've never dealt with before. And you know, to put it in perspective, I told one of my friends the other day, I said, what I was going through when I had in the midst of cancer and the in the hospital when I was bald and I was, you know, weighed 127 pounds, that was easy compared to what I'm going through right now. That was that was that was easy. This is infinitely more difficult. And and by the way, I'm not I'm not trying to complain. I'm not looking for your sympathy at all. Um, I'm just trying to be as vulnerable as I possibly can to give you permission and courage to be vulnerable in your own life. And again, going back to that first lesson, it's be vulnerable and ask for help. Be vulnerable and ask for help. If you're struggling with any area of your life, your finances, your relationship, your marriage as a parent, your health, your your mental health as I've been struggling with, whatever it is, be vulnerable and, and be willing to ask for help and don't wait. And then the three big lessons as you plan this year, kind of unconventional, maybe different than you've thought of before in just terms of setting goals. I know it's the Achieve Your Goals podcast, but to me, at the core of any goals you set needs to be value alignment, to live in alignment with your values. So step one, know yourself, identify your highest values. Step two, love yourself, shut down everything that isn't in alignment with your highest values. Love yourself enough to do that. And step three, be yourself, create a schedule and a lifestyle that you love to live. And ladies and gentlemen, I didn't say this is easy. It's definitely has not been easy uh, for me. And like I said, I'm still going through it. So we're on this journey together this year. I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to listen. Hope you got some value today. I hope you have some things you can apply to your life. I hope you'll take time, schedule time to actually write out a list of every, of all of your values. Identify the top, you know, top one to three. Love yourself enough to shut down everything that's not in alignment with those values. And then be yourself. Create that schedule, that lifestyle that you love to live because we only get one life. You deserve nothing less. And I don't know about you, but for me, 2019 was the year of fear. And 2020, I'm committed, will be the year of love. Where I love myself again, where I love my life again, because we only get one. I love you guys and gals. Thank you for listening. I love you so much. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 